All right. Before you listen to the next episode of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show, I want to first and foremost say thank you. And I want to also tell you about Nails by Amani. You can find her on her business Facebook page and you can find her on Insta as well. And that is Nails by Amani, the best nail technician inside or outside the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia. Check her out. All right. Arigato Joy at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A R I G A T O J O E Y at SoundCloud.com. Check out his music as you will hear his music from time to time on the show. You can find me on Amazon, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, as Stitcher is no longer in existence, by the way. And then you can also check out info at HeavenlyHairBrand.com as well as shopneolife.com forward slash forest health heavenlyhairbrand.com and the newest and best of all of the businesses here on the show forest crafts and custom designs everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned another flawless profits picks football podcast show coming up right now Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, the Hunt family, and the owners in the front office and management offices of the red, gold, and white of the organization. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, as well as Travis Kelsey. And Chris Jones, as those are the three core players, the three mainstay players, or mainstay, not mainstay, but mainstay players of the Kansas City Chiefs. If you had told me on Saturday that on yesterday the game would not end until after 11 Eastern. Or should I say after 10 Eastern, almost 10 Central, 11 Eastern. If you had told me that the game was going to go into overtime. And the Chiefs would have won that football game in overtime the way that they did win it in overtime. I would have said, no, thank you. (laughs) Talking about drama. Talking about a wave of emotions talking about a sloppy game for the Kansas City Chiefs talking about a team that is this decades dynasty type of NFL franchise talking about this was one of their down years as a team and they still found a way to win it talking about this is the reason why Patrick Mahomes was so quickly 
compared and contrasted to the GOAT, Tom Brady, talking about one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history, talking about one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, talking about there was nothing the 49ers could have done to to win on last night. The team that was meant to win on last night won. Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 58. It was meant for them to be the winners of Super Bowl 58. If it was not meant for them to be winners of Super Bowl 58, they would not have won the game. My heart goes out to Kyle Shanahan because even though it was not 28-3, to it was only a three-point lead. There was some decisions made in the game by the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers that, of course, was questionable to many. But you can argue the same thing for Andy Reid. And you can argue that if some of the coaching decisions that Andy Reid made did not work out in the favor of the Chiefs winning that game in overtime with the touchdown, guess what? We will be talking about what in the heck was Andy Reid thinking about with some of the coaching decisions that he made, which brings forth to your front the point that I'm always making. We are human beings. We all make mistakes. None of us is perfect. All we can do is plan, preparation, preparedness, produces the desired results that you're praying for in your heart. And that's what the Kansas City Chiefs got on last night. They got the desired results of their hearts. And that is the first team. And I've been getting it wrong for the last few days. And there's no reason for me to have gotten it wrong because all I had to do was look it up. Google is out there, right? But It's not the 0506 Patriots. It's not the 0405 Patriots. It is the 0304 New England Patriots. Beating the Panthers and beating the Eagles. At least I know which teams that the Patriots defeated. And I also know the cities in which they won those Super Bowls as every Super Bowl is played in a neutral site. And the Kansas City Chiefs on last night becomes the first team not just in the NFL, but in the AFC to be crowned back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Before the Patriots did it in 03 and 04, the last team to do it was the Denver Broncos. And that was in the late 90s, which just goes to show you how hard it is to be a repeat Super Bowl champion, how hard it is to climb to the top of that mountain and leave the top of that mountain with the trophy. Because the 49ers made it to the top of the summit, but they didn't survive the weather. They didn't survive the challenges. They didn't survive the mistakes that were made in the game. They fumbled on the punt return the uh there was a lot of things that happened in that game last night and once the game was a fumble apiece for both teams it was kind of balanced out but as i will talk about in this 
Super Bowl 58 Sunday night football results show. Um, 49ers dominated that first quarter. 49ers, quite frankly, for the majority of the game, dominated the game. And there was no score at the end of the first quarter, but the 49ers led 10-3 to going into the half. So, here we are crowning the Kansas City Chiefs for the second consecutive year. And I've already given everyone out there the reasons as to why it's easier to like and root for the Kansas City Chiefs compared to when the Patriots were on top. They just had so much stuff going on outside of the NFL football field. And then they had stuff going on inside and on the football field that just questioned their integrity. But they still had to win those games. And when they lost, it was better than anything I can imagine. Just the best feeling in the world when they lost Super Bowls. And it was because of the way that they conducted themselves. Whether Bill Belichick orchestrated it with the deflate gate or whether Tom Brady orchestrated it with the deflate gate, whether it was the spy gate, whatever it was, the New England Patriots were caught up in. They were always caught up in something and it just did not leave a good taste in people's mouths. So that's why everybody hated it when the Patriots went. Now I hear that the Kansas City Chiefs have the same hate. You could tell that the crowd last night was majority all San Francisco 49ers, but at the end of the day, the bottom line is this. Look, Chiefs Nation is starting to create fans that they didn't even know that they had. They are also gaining bandwagon jumpers. And it's funny because I was talking to my barber about this on Saturday. There's always that person that hops on the bandwagon. You know, you got a group of people that are just simply, they're just simply haters. And then you got groups of people that are bandwagon riders. And then you have the group of people that are actual real true life fans. They, you know, were born in Missouri. They were born in Kansas City. They were born into the generation and the life of being a Kansas City Chief fan. They went to Arrowhead Stadium, you know, and then you got people that weren't born in Kansas City, Missouri. They weren't born in the great Midwest of our country. One of the heart portions of our country from east to west. And they were born in they were born in states like uh, Oklahoma that doesn't have a professional NFL team. States like Mississippi, where I was born at, no professional NFL team. Alabama, no professional NFL team. Arkansas, uh, city, states like that that don't have a professional NFL team. Oregon, Portland, Portland, Oregon, excuse me. Portland is in Oregon. That's a city in Oregon. Listen to me. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, whichever state you can think of, Iowa, that does not have a professional NFL franchise. Nevada has the Las Vegas Raiders, finally. Utah doesn't have one. They have a professional NBA league, but not a professional NFL team. So there's a lot of states that does not have a professional NFL team. Montana. And at the end of the day, you now have fans across the country that, quite frankly, they can choose to root for whoever they want to root for because their state does not have 
a professional NFL team. And some states have multiple NFL teams, like perfect example, California. Before the Raiders left Oakland, California had four. And it's a big state, so it makes sense. You know, but they still have the Chargers, they still have the 49ers, and they still have the Rams. So, and and, and over in Florida, Florida has uh, the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers. So, if your state is big enough, obviously, you should have more than one NFL franchise, and preferably, you should have more than one in each conference. I'm hoping that this state, Texas, can get at least two more NFL franchises. Think about the division that we would have in the NFL if the NFL could uh, embargo two more NFL franchises in the state of Texas. I'm thinking San Antonio would be able to prevail from getting an NFL franchise. And, you know, we got Texas El Paso. We got Lubbock. We got Austin. And we have uh, a few other cities here in uh, Texas that if you ask me, I think they have the infrastructure with the help of the other 32 NFL teams, more specifically one of the greatest owners and the biggest and richest owners in uh, Jerry Jones for the Dallas Cowboys helping out. I mean, heck, get another team in Dallas and make it a team in the AFC and then put a team in San Antonio and make it an, uh, make it an NFC team. I would love to see that. Then you have 34 teams. The only problem with that is you then go back to the unbalanced divisions where you don't have four teams in four divisions. Uh, two of those divisions would end up having five teams. So you go back to the unbalanced divisions and the alignment will be no more. So if the NFL is going to eventually expand they're talking about expanding outside of the country in Germany and Europe. Why not expand here? Giving starts at home before it starts abroad. And speaking of which, so much that the NFL is doing, they have Black History Month on NFL Network uh, starting this week, which is awesome. Um, they help out uh, the communities with kids that are fighting cancer, kids that are battling bullying in schools, um, mental health as well with the mass shootings, cancer survivors, uh, those that do not survive cancer, salute to service and our first responders, especially since 9-11. You know, as much as the NFL gets bashed for things that they don't do and don't do right, even when they have the opportunities to do right, the one thing that they did not want was the overall gambling that was something that our government wanted but they did not want that and at the end of the day they're doing all that they can to do what they need to do to ultimately make the sport better and yes it's about money it's all about money it's all it always has been but if you're going to expand the league expand it in states here in the country that currently don't have NFL franchises. And I think if you do that, you can allow your NFL tentacles to go into more communities than you already have your tentacles from the NFL going into. And I'm speaking a little bit selfishly here because you got four P5 
people from the Kansas City Chiefs that went to Mississippi high schools that won a championship on last night. Chris Jones, one of those. Willie Gay, another uh, wide receivers coach. Todd Pinkston, he went to a Mississippi high school as well. And you got a solid four guys that born and went to high schools in Mississippi. And they are now Super Bowl champs. And Darius Harris, he's another Mississippi high school attendee. He went to Horn Lake High School. Chris Jones went to Houston High School. Willie Gay went to Starkville High School. We all know about Starkville, Starkville, Mississippi. That is the Mississippi State uh, Bulldogs. And we know that Dak Prescott went there. And of course, no, I have yet to talk about the Super Bowl on last night. But guess what? Everything that I'm talking about right now has a lot to do with the Super Bowl and it has a lot to do with the NFL overall. It is 10 minutes until the top of the five o'clock hour. The NFL football season is over. Congratulations to the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and the new and still champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And your big ups to Mr. Mike Edwards. He won a Super Bowl a few years back with the Bucks and Tom Brady against the Chiefs. And now he has another ring with the Chiefs. Mike Edwards, jersey number 21, safety. I'm watching him tackle Brendan Ayuk right now as NFL Network, of course, is re-airing the Super Bowl. And it's funny because I said to my family on last night, I'm going to rewatch the Super Bowl again tomorrow. I mean, this was just mind-blowing. The way that that game unfolded and the way that it's played, that played out. It's just amazing. Amazing season. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Eagles in the Arizona desert last February. Kansas City Chiefs beat the 49ers in the Las Vegas, Nevada desert last night. And the 49ers were tougher to beat. And the Kansas City Chiefs team was not as good this year as they was last year. However, they rose to the occasion and the defense got it done. The offense did what it needed to do when it needed to do it the most. My 13-year-old Daniel, he was going for the 49ers. And myself and the missus was going, of course, for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is it's kind of funny because she always picks a team that I'm not rooting for. So for the first time in I don't know how many years, she was actually rooting and going for the same team that I was going for, which made it kind of, kind of, it was okay. You know, I'm not going to complain about it, but it's just a little bit different. Uh, but it was very fun, though, to see uh, my 13-year-old go through the emotions there, the ups and the downs of NFL games. Now he sees what his father deals with all season long for four months from September to December the playoffs in January, and then, of course, the big game that happened on last night. How about Usher, man? He got it done on last night as well. All right. 5.52 p.m. Eastern on a Monday, February the 12th, 2024, Super Bowl Monday. Super Bowl 59, New Orleans, Louisiana, hosting their ninth Super Bowl. The logo is already out, and that logo makes me want to get some gumbo, some Cajun rice, and I beg your pardon, some gumbo, some boudin, 
and some dirty rice is what I meant to say. That's what that logo makes me want to get. It makes me want to fast forward through the months of even if it is my birthday month, March, April, May, June, July, August. Celebrate the sun's birthdays and boom, Hall of Fame weekend and kickoff in the Prophets Picks season six prediction shows. That's what it makes me want to do after seeing that logo earlier today on my lunch break. That logo is absolutely and totally stupendous. I love that logo for Super Bowl 59, and I will be talking more about that as the offseason unfolds. NFL Combine is going to start on next uh, week, uh, February the 29th, to end the month of February next Thursday night through February the 3rd. NFL Combine. The NFL waits for no man or woman in this case. NFL Combine is in a couple of weeks. It's going to start right away. Super Bowl Parade, Wednesday, February the 14th, Valentine's Day. The following week, all of the college NFL Dream hopefuls will start to get ready for the NFL Draft. And then the following week, they will head to the Combine uh, in the middle of March. Uh, not only will it be my birthday, but we will have the Prophets Picks Perspective. We will have the season review series, and it will be the NFL free agency, the new physical year or fiscal year for the NF of L. And that will be around March the 12th, March the 13th, somewhere around there, possibly even March 17th, the day before my birthday. The NFL new fiscal year will begin, and that is, of course, NFL free agency. April NFL Pro Days all month long. And then the NFL Draft, Thursday night, April the 25th. Friday night, April the 26th. And concluding Saturday, April the 27th. After the NFL Draft, that Wednesday, the 1st, that Monday the 29th, and that Tuesday the 30th, undrafted rookie free agents will be signed. During the month of May, there will be new installs of the offenses for all 32 NFL teams, especially those teams that didn't make the postseason teams that was high in the draft order. There will have offensive training activities, mini camps, uh, a bunch of OTAs. There will be mini camps in June. And then right before 4th of July, there will be a little break for the NFL players. And then training camp will start middle of July. And when training camp starts, that means it's a brand new NFL season. So we're on the cusp of winter, or beg your pardon, we're on the cusp of April where life springs forward and the clock bounces forward as well. We're on the cusp of all of that. And before you know it, it will be the middle of July 2024 and the summer will be almost over as well. 556 Eastern, 456 Central, 356 Mountain, and 256 Pacific. 156 Alaskan time. And 56 minutes afternoon in Hawaii, Aloha, all of the Hawaiian Islands, and the capital of Hawaii, Waikiki, or should I say Honolulu, excuse me. Welcome back to the Prophet's Picks football podcast show. Sunday Night Football results. Super Bowl 58. The results. 
here on the Prophets Picks Football Podcast. All right. Kansas City 25, San Francisco 22, final overtime. My prediction, Kansas City 38, San Francisco 28, and Super Bowl 58. And I am now, since I started this podcast show back in August of 2019, in Super Bowls, I am 4-1. I picked the Rams to beat the Bengals. They did. I picked the Chiefs to win last night. They did. I picked the Chiefs to win last year against the Eagles. They did. I picked the Chiefs to beat the Buccaneers. They did not win against the Buccaneers. I picked the Chiefs to beat the 49ers four years ago when I started this podcast show. And they did. I am 4-1 and one in Super Bowls. And it feels so good. 14-3 and three on Thursday nights at the conclusion of the season. 15-3 and three on Sunday nights. At the conclusion of the season, 8 and 11 on Monday nights at the conclusion of the regular season and the postseason. On Saturday nights, I finished perfect 4 and 0, and I think it's actually 5 and 0 after uh, the destruction that was laid upon um, the. uh, Who was that in the divisional round that I picked to win that Saturday night football game and they won it? A um, few weeks back. Uh, anyways, uh, it's 5-0, and oh, not 4-0. and oh. I don't know why I have 4-0 and oh written down here, but it's actually 5-0. and oh. um, And it's actually I'm um, 6-0, and oh, including the postseason. So I don't want to cheat myself because these numbers are going to have to roll on over to next season. Um, but uh, after the Super Bowl last night, I am now 165-105 and 105 as I split the conference championship game. And there was no splitting in the game on last night. As we're now at the top of the hour, it is um, approximately uh, 5 o'clock Central, and uh, it is 6 Eastern, uh, 5 Central, 4 Mountain, and 3 Pacific. And it's been an amazing journey to get to where we got to on last night, right? An amazing journey. And at the end of the day, uh, again, no score on last night in the first quarter. There was a 10-3 lead for the 49ers at the end of the first half. And then in the third quarter, the Chiefs scored 10 points, making it 13-10. to They had a three-point lead. They finally scored a touchdown and a field goal. And then in the fourth quarter, there was a field goal, uh, nine points for the 49ers. Uh, They got a touchdown. They got a field goal. And they missed the extra point as it was blocked. And then, of course, the Chiefs got two field goals. And that second one was a field goal they needed uh, to actually end up uh, tying the game to send it in to overtime and uh, with that being said a field goal for the 49ers in overtime and the game winning touchdown to the one guy that I said the Kansas City Chiefs could really not depend on all because I felt like he couldn't depend on them 
And that was me, Cole Hartman. So, with that being said, me, Cole Hartman, got the game-winning touchdown pass. So, as I say ever so often on the show, goes to show you all, what do I know, right? And again, just an absolutely and totally amazing game played on last night. So, I hope everybody enjoyed the game on last night as I now get ready to go into the statistics of it all. And I'll talk a little bit for just a few moments as this show basically is almost over with as this is the absolute total final podcast show that has anything whatsoever to do with an NFL football game, an actual live played NFL game. This is the last podcast show. So uh, I hope everybody is. Uh, I hope everybody is uh, paying attention, listening, and I hope you enjoy the NFL football season because the season's over with, man. It's official. Season is officially over with, and the season is officially done. All right. Uh, with that being said, it is now time for the statistics of the game on last night. And San Francisco 49ers 71 offensive snaps on 13 total drives. The teams in this game mirror images of each other really were. Um, and I'm just going to read their statistics together, not separately as I normally would in a results show. First and foremost, it was a three-point win, and it would have been by four if the field goal was allowed to be, have been kicked, but it was overtime, so all you needed was a touchdown because that would win the game. A field goal would have extended it, and then time would have ran out, and then it would have went, of course, to sudden death. The next score wins, but um, that did not happen. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, 23 first downs for the 49ers. 24 first downs for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I'm reading the statistics for both teams at the same time. So all of you can hear how close these teams were to either one of these winning the game. 15 first downs through the air for both Kansas City and San Francisco. Um, 49ers had three first down penalties awarded to them by... The Chiefs defense with the mistakes that they made. Uh, The big difference between these two teams was third down conversions. Three for 12 for the 49ers. uh, Nine for 19 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of these teams converted on fourth down. One for one. Uh, Both teams had 13 total offensive drives. Both teams had over 70 snaps. The 49ers 71. The Chiefs 79. Total yards for the Chiefs uh, 455. 382 for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, 49ers averaged 5.4 yards per play. The Chiefs averaged 5.8. That is both the rushing and passing penalties for both teams. Six penalties each, 40 penalty yards for the 49ers, 55 penalty yards for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Two turnovers for the Chiefs, two turnovers for the 49ers. A special teams fumble, and Christian McCaffrey fumbled for the 49ers. Uh, I don't know what Patrick Mahomes was doing when he threw that interception, but he threw an interception. It's neither tit for tat, nor there, neither here nor there. They won. And then, of course, it was a fumble on last night as well by Mr. Pacheco. Uh, time of possession for both teams. 38 minutes, 31 seconds for the 49ers. 36 minutes, 30, 26 seconds, excuse me. 36 minutes and 26 seconds. Remember, it was a quarter of overtime play, and it almost ran all the way down to no seconds. But, uh, yeah, um, that game was such a mirror image of 28-3 in Houston. Um, unfortunately for Cal Shanahan, uh, again, it was not 28 to three though. It was a close game after a 10 point lead. It was not a 28 to three lead. It was a 10 point lead. And, um, the chiefs is a team that you have to get more than 28 points on quite frankly, let alone 10, you need at least 28 points to put them away to make sure that the dagger is in their throat and that they have bled out. And so many words. And I know that's a little bit graphic, but that is uh, the situation. That's the situation. And uh, you just, that's how you have to approach the Kansas City Chiefs. That's that's how you got to approach them. You must approach the Kansas City Chiefs whenever you play against them. With what I just said, you got to put a dagger in their hearts and their necks, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. You got to be able to stop those guys. If you don't stop them, you will end up being embarrassed by them in more ways than one. And with that being said. 49ers were embarrassed on last night. And they lost to a team that they lost to four years ago. Same team that they lost to four years ago. They lost to them again on last night. Uh, Brock Purdy, 23 for 38, 255 through the air. A touchdown pass. Jawan Jennings, one for one and a touchdown pass. To Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey was the X factor last night, as he always is for the 49ers. 22 carries for 80 yards. It was a true old school type of NFL football game. Christian McCaffrey, one of the true old school type of running backs. He also caught the football. Eight receptions for 80 yards and a receiving touchdown from Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings also had a receiving touchdown himself. Four for 42. Uh, the 49ers ran for 30, uh, 110 rushing yards on 31 carries. Uh, quarterback rating for Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl, 89.3. He didn't throw any interceptions as well. Patrick Mahomes' quarterback rating was 99.3, only because he had 333 yards passing. He went 34 for 46. The omen of the Prophets Picks Football podcast is you throw the football 40 times in a losing effort or you win it in a shootout. Or you're trying to come back from behind. Or you're just having a wonderful game. A wonderful day. And you're just just dropping lasers and bombs all around the football field. Just torching a secondary. And in this case, 
Mahomes was coming from behind. It was not in a shootout fashion. It was a come from behind, but a come from behind win. So I think because of Patrick Mahomes, we now have a new category in part one, two, three, and now four, not just three parts, but four parts when it comes to that Prophet's picks omen. If a quarterback throws the football 40 times or more, no longer is it back-to-back shootouts or is it in a losing effort trying to come from behind or is it you just had a great game? It's a come from behind and win category created by Patrick Mahomes on last night for the Prophet's Picks Football Podcast. And 34 for 46, 333 through the air, 7.2 was the average per two touchdown passes, including a game-winning touchdown pass. An interception thrown. He was sacked three times. Brock Purdy was sacked only once. Already gave you his overall rating. Isaiah Pacheco, 18 for 59. Patrick Mahomes, 9 for 66. Are you kidding me? The team, the Chiefs, 30 carries, about 30, man. 30 carries for 100 and about 30, man, yards in the game. Travis Kelsey, 9 for 93. A receiving touchdown to Marquez Valdez Scantlin. MVS is his nickname. And of course, the one guy that I shot down before the game was the one guy that caught the football and won it for the Chiefs, and that was me, Cole Hartman. Many times, the guy that catches the football is forgotten. Everybody just remembers the guy that threw the pass, and that's Patrick Mahomes. But it was me, Cole Hartman, that got the catch on last night. Uh, Patrick Mahomes fumbled twice. He recovered one. Isaiah Pacheco fumbled last night. He lost that fumble. Richie James, the punter, former 49er, New York Giant, and now uh, a Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chief wide receiver, a backup guy, a special team player. He recovered his own fumble on last night as well. Rasheed Rice fumbled on last night. Um, Justin Watson, George Kaloftis, and Jalen Watson uh, recovered fumbles on last night for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a sloppy game compared to the 49ers. No interceptions thrown. Christian McCaffrey fumbled and lost it. Daryl Luter Jr. fumbled and lost it. Javon Hargrave recovered um, one of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs fumbles on last night. And uh, again, five fumbles and interception thrown for the Chiefs. A sloppy game. However, the leaders in the clubhouse at linebacker for both teams, followed by their two top defensive backs, they showed up and they showed out early and often. Fred Warner. For the San Francisco 49ers, 13 total tackles, 9 solo. And then Nick Bolton, 13 total tackles, 5 solo. Attack for a loss, 2 quarterback hits. He was also one of the Super Bowl heroes last year. He played his part on last night. Justin Reed at defensive back, at safety. For the Chiefs, 9 total tackles, 4 solo. Half of a sack and a quarterback hit. Jair Brown, 11 total tackles, 7 solo. For the 49ers, 1 pass defensed. And then Demelon and Demelon. Demodore Lenore. I always mess up his name. Sorry, man. Uh, eight total tackles, four solo. And then at safety for the Chiefs, the champions, seven total tackles, four solo. One pass defense for Mr. Mike Edwards. What a game on last night. Jair Brown got that Patrick Mahomes interception. What a game last night uh, in Super Bowl 58. Uh, before I end... The Super Bowl results show, the Sunday Night Football results show, before I end the season overall and put a beautiful blue ribbon 
on this season as well as the postseason. Kyle Shanahan was highly criticized for receiving the football in overtime after winning a coin toss. I don't agree with him being criticized for that. And the reason why is because Kyle Shanahan, he's an offensive-minded guy, but technically he's a balanced head coach now. And this is something I'll talk about during the offseason. I don't have time to speculate on that now. But Kyle Shanahan is now a balanced coach. The reason why is because he lost NFC Championship game to the Rams, their division rivals, a few years back. Rams won the Super Bowl. I already talked about that. They lost the Conference Championship game to the Eagles last February. And then last night they lost the Super Bowl to the team. They lost their first Super Bowl under Kyle Shanahan and Jonathan Lynch four years ago. Okay? So, he's a balanced coach. He's a balanced coach. He hasn't been to back-to-back Super Bowls and lost both of them. He was in a Super Bowl four, year, four years ago, lost it. He was in a Super Bowl last night as a head coach, and he lost it. He was criticized for taking the football. He put his hands and trust in his offense. His offense did not give him any reason whatsoever to doubt them. For me, he could have went with kicking the football off and deferring. And he could have went with receiving. Because I'm going to be honest, even though I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win last night 38-28, to I thought the 49ers were going to win that game on last night. And this is the one time, besides picking the Chiefs against the Miami Dolphins back in the super-duper wildcard round, that I wanted to be right in picking the Kansas City Chiefs. I've already told all of y'all my thought process and my mythology when it comes to um, picking when it comes to picking the Chiefs against the Bills and the Bengals, and when it comes to uh, picking against the Chiefs on purpose, same process, thought process with the Dolphins, same thought process with my Atlanta Falcons. And it almost always unfolds that way. Now, the other coaching instance I wanted to point out, at the end of halftime, I did not agree with Andy Reid not kicking the field goal, or should I say calling timeout at the end of halftime. Make it part, not halftime, at the end of overtime. I thought it, 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 you had two timeouts remaining. It doesn't matter now they won the game, but at the time last night, I'm sitting there on the couch watching the game with the fam, and I'm like, I don't agree with this call. I don't agree with this coaching call. You got two timeouts. You're running out of time. The thought process for Andy Reid was, look, if we don't get a touchdown here, we're going to let this clock run down. And right before the clock runs out or right as the clock is running out, we're either going to call a timeout or we're going to kick a field goal. And we're going to send it into sudden death. And if we lose it in sudden death, then we'll deal with that. We won a Super Bowl last year. We almost won it this year. No, that's not good enough. But at least we are still considered Super Bowl threats. Right? That's the thought process. However, it ended up being a touchdown to Miko Harmon. So those were a couple of the coaching 
decisions that I really didn't agree with on last night. Um, well, one of those I didn't agree with. The other one for Kyle Shanahan, I agreed with it either way because, like I said, uh, 49ers controlled that game for the most part. And at the end of the day, um, this is the Prophet Speaks Football Podcast, and I hope you all have enjoyed the season uh, right along with me. Uh, it was as exciting as every NFL season always is. And I'm hoping and praying that every NFL season will always be as exciting as this past season was. Um, the wins and the losses don't stop in the postseason. They continue on. So the 49ers go from 14 and 5 to 14 and 6. They drop and they lose the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs went into that game on last night with the record of 14 and 6 and they won. They are back-to-back champions, the first franchise to do so, as I forestated in the beginning of this podcast show, since 2003-2004, New England Patriots with a 25-22 final in overtime, and it was the first overtime game since the Falcons and the Patriots here in Houston um, way back in 2016 of February, if I'm not mistaken, that was the year, um, but nevertheless, once again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. And stay tuned for the Profits Picks off-season slate of podcast shows. Season review shows, the Profits Picks perspective, as well as the roster review shows. And by that time, it'll be time for the Profits Picks football podcast 2024 predictions division champions and i will revisit that topic during the offseason slate of shows as i will let you all know how many teams i picked to win each and every division last season and i'll tell you how many of those i got right and how many of those i got wrong and i will continue to do this as long as the lord Allows me to do so. Almost the bottom of the hour. And I hope everybody has a great rest of your Monday. The NFL, for now, is done. And it shall return August 2024. Everybody stay safe out there. One.